Namaste everybody. Welcome to Courts This Week on Live Law. I'm Tanya Pandey and every week I bring to you updates regarding the most recent judgments and orders being delivered in various courts across India. To stay updated, subscribe to Live Law and click the bell icon to not miss any videos from us. We'll cover judgments from the second week of May today. In a historic development, the Supreme Court on 11th May ordered that the 152-year-old sedition law under Section 124 Capital A of the Indian Penal Code should be effectively kept in abeyance till the Union government reconsiders the provision. In an interim order, the court urged the centre and the state governments to refrain from registering any FIRs under the said provision while it was under reconsideration. The bench of CJI NB Ramana, Justice Surikant and Justice Sima Kohli held that all pending trials, appeals and proceedings with respect to charges framed under Section 124A, be kept in abeyance. Adjudication with respect to other sections may proceed, with no prejudice being caused to the accused it held. The court also held that those already booked under Section 124A IPC and are in jail can approach the concerned courts for bail. It has also been ruled that if any fresh case is registered, appropriate parties are at liberty to approach courts for appropriate relief and courts are requested to examine the relief sought, taking into account the order passed by the court. The Supreme Court on 12th May asked the Centre to look at suggestions made by the court-appointed panel on sex workers and come up with its response on the next date of hearing, which is 17th May. The bench of Justices L. Nageshwar Rao and B. R. Gavai was keen to pass orders in line with the recommendations made by the said panel. However, Additional Solicitor General Jayant Sood asked the bench to differ in view of the draft bill to protect trafficking victims pending before the PMO. The Supreme Court has held that an order passed by the National Consumer Disputes Redressal Commission NCDRC, in appeal under Section 58.1A3 of the Consumer Protection Act 2019 can be challenged in a petition filed before the High Court under Article 227 of the Constitution. A bench of Justices M.R. Shah and B.V. Nagaratna held that NCDRC is a tribunal falling under Article 227. The legality of the order passed by the Delhi High Court, by which it held as maintainable the Article 227 petition filed against the NCDRC order, was in question before the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has observed that a dispute or controversy on the mandate of the arbitrator being terminated on the ground mentioned in Section 14.1a of the Arbitration and Conciliation Act, cannot be decided on an application filed under Section 11.6 of the Act. Such a dispute has to be raised before the Court, defined under Section 2.e of the Act. In this case, the Madhya Pradesh High Court, in exercise of powers under Section 11.6 of the Act, terminated the mandate of the sole arbitrator appointed by the parties themselves. The High Court also appointed a fresh arbitrator on the ground that the mandate of the sole arbitrator stood terminated in view of Section 14.1a of the Act. Overruling some of its earlier judgments, the Supreme Court has observed that evidence of a deceased wife under Section 32 of the Evidence Act with respect to cruelty could be admissible in a trial for a charge under Section 498a of the IPC. This is, however, subject to satisfaction of two preconditions. One, her cause of death must come into question in the matter and two, the prosecution will have to show that the evidence that is sought to be admitted with respect to Section 498A of the IPC 
must also relate to the circumstances of the transaction of death. The bench of CGI and V. Ramana, Justice A.S. Bupanna and Justice Sima Kohli upheld the judgment of the Kerala High Court, which had set aside the concurrent findings of conviction of the courts below and acquitted the appellant under Section 304B of the Indian Penal Court while confirming his conviction under Section 498A of the IPC. The Supreme Court has observed that a plea of res judicata cannot be determined as preliminary issue when it is a mixed question of law and fact. Preliminary issues can be those where no evidence is required and on the basis of reading of the plaint or the applicable law. If the jurisdiction of the court or the bar to the suit is made out, the court may decide such issues with the sole objective for the expeditious decision, the bench of Justices Heman Gupta and V. Ramasubramanian said. Let us now go over judgments from different high courts and other tribunals. The Delhi High Court on 11th May passed a split verdict on a batch of petitions challenging the exception to Section 375 of the Indian Penal Code, which exempts forceful sexual intercourse by a man with his own wife from the offence of rape. Justice Rajiv Shagdar held that the exemption to the husband from the offence of marital rape is unconstitutional. Exception 2 of Section 375 376B IPC was therefore struck down by him as violative of Article 14. On the other hand, Justice C. Harishankar disagreed with Justice Shakdar and held that Exception 2 to Section 375 does not violate the Constitution and that the exception is based on an intelligible differentia. Both judges granted certificate to appeal to the Supreme Court, saying that substantial questions of law are involved. The Allahabad High Court on 12th May dismissed a petition seeking the constitution of a fact-finding committee to research the real history behind Taj Mahal. Petitioner disputed that the Taj Mahal was a Mughal structure. He also sought a direction to the Archaeological Survey of India to open the sealed doors of over 20 rooms inside the Taj Mahal premises so that the alleged controversy pertaining to the history of Taj Mahal can be put to rest. A division bench of Justice D.K. Upadhyay and Justice Subhash Vidyarthi observed that the prayers are non-justiciable and that the matter should be left to the historian and said that the plea for exploration of facts through a fact-finding committee does not fall under the ambit of right to information. The Rajasthan High Court has observed that a family court has committed illegality in rejecting the divorce application of the parties for waiving off the cooling of six months period in the absence of any documentary evidence, especially when the parties have already stated on oath through affidavit that both of them are living separately since July 2018. Notably, a joint application was filed by the parties before the family court for waiving off the six months cooling off period as provided under Section 13B of the Hindu Marriage Act of 1955 on 26th April 2022. However, the family court rejected the same. Justice Vinay Bishnoi allowed the writ petition and set aside the order passed by the family court. The Calcutta High Court has recently observed that a gazetted officer who is a member of the raiding party cannot be said to be an independent person and thus a desire expressed by accused persons to be searched by such an officer does not constitute a voluntary relinquishment of the right enshrined under Section 50 of the Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act. In this case, a bench of justices Joy Malabakchi and Bivas Patnaik was adjudicating upon an appeal moved against an order passed by the concerned lower court, convicting the appellants 
for commission of offence punishable under Section 22C, read with Section 29 of the NDPS Act. The National Company Law Appellate Tribunal, Principal Bench, New Delhi, comprising of Justice Ashok Bhushan as chairperson and Ms. Shreesha Marla as technical member, on 12th May, while adjudicating upon an appeal, upheld the cancellation of sale of Apex Builds Limited as a going concern to Potence Transmissions and Power Private Limited, the auction purchaser, over the latter's failure to pay the sale consideration amount within 90 days, as stipulated under the IBBI Liquidation Process Regulations 2016. The bench observed the 90 days period provided in the Liquidation Process Regulation is the maximum period for the auction purchaser to deposit the consideration amount, failing which the regulation expressly mentions that the sale shall be cancelled. The National Company Law Appellate Tribunal, Principal Bench, New Delhi, comprising of Justice Ashok Bhushan as chairperson and Ms. Shreesha Marla as technical member, on 12th May, while adjudicating upon an appeal, has held that arrears of salary due beyond a period of three years would be barred by limitation for the purposes of initiating Corporate Insolvency Resolution Process, CIRP. In this case, the managing director had initiated CIRP against the corporate debtor over salary arrears dues, which were barred by limitation. The NCLT, the NCLAT set aside the order of CIRP on 10th May. That's all for today. I appreciate you joining us. To continue staying updated about the latest legal developments, subscribe to LiveLaw and click the bell icon to not miss any videos from us. I am Tanya Pandey and you're watching Quartz this week. Have a lovely day. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon to never miss a video from Live Law.